It is such an honour and it's so good to be with all of you. This time is family time. It's not a religious service. We are back in the house of God with our Heavenly Father. And what a privilege it is together. What it is a privilege to come together physically. Although I want to say hello to our online audience right there. Hello. You should be in here. It's better in here. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You know, with what we've been through as a church in the past two years, physical gatherings are so precious to me. I remember when we came back, I mean, sometime towards the end of the last year and we came back physically, there was still a lot of SOPs up and, and I remember I cried. I cried because, because perhaps maybe for the past so many years, we've taken church for granted. The honour of being able to come together physically, the pleasure of being in the presence of God in Matthew, it says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And this church isn't a building. This church is a people. The Greek word is ecclesia. An ecclesia in this assembly of the called out ones where we come together. So God is speaking to a people. God is wanting to build a people of God. An ecclesia. Something happens when the people of God gather in one place. Something happens when the people of God gather with other believers. Mutual faith arises. Something happens in our spirit being. Our awareness of God, our awareness of each other is not the same. And it is so precious. When we have family dinners every week, we want all our family dinners to be, our family, family members to be present. If, if anybody is absent, it's okay, but it just isn't the same. You're still part of the family, but it is, you don't get the full benefits, the full experience of being with the family. In the past two years, the pandemic has stolen something more precious than time. He has stolen deep connection, especially connection with community. People have become more depressed, more discouraged, lonely, isolated, and disconnected. And as much as there was a season where, yes, we were meant to press the reset button, we were meant to press the pause button, but we all know it's not the same. Many people were left not in a good state. And so we need God. We need each other. We are created for relationship, deep connection with God and with others. We belong to each other. And this is wired into us right from the very beginning. I once watched this series where, you know, it was a medical series and this baby was abandoned, you know, somewhere and he had to get to the hospital. It was malnutritioned. And the problem with the baby was that it didn't have enough oxygen oxytocin levels. It needed physical connection with the mother so that it could improve in its health. And this is 
the way God has hardwired us. We are meant for deep relationship, deep connection. The closer, the better. Romans 12 verse 4 to 5, For just each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Because we belong to God, and we belong to one another. Jesus lives in you, and to me, we complete each other. Somebody say amen. All of us matter. Community, and this is today's topic, Community is God's design. The very first community ever made on earth was Adam and Eve. The first family ever made was Adam and Eve. The Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. This is in Genesis 2. And there are two things that are very distinct in this verse. We are not meant to be alone. Hallelujah. And we need help. <laughs> All of us need help. We are not meant to figure out things on our own. We are not meant to walk this journey of life alone. We are meant to do this with someone else. Our lives and our destinies are intertwined with one another. We are meant to live a life of dependence and interdependence. Dependence on God, interdependence with each other. John 15 verse 4 says, No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. The independent spirit comes from the world, which teaches you to be self-sufficient. But God is calling us to rely. And that is a difficult thought sometimes, though it's something we, we know in the Bible. But particularly, I mean, I speak for, for example, the Chinese ways, you know, we are like, ah, we got to know how to take care of ourselves. And so this is something that we were brought up with. But Lord, God is teaching us to be interdependent and to be dependent on Him and to be dependent on others. God is calling the church to rebuild His community again. And not just any community, a kingdom-centric community where Christ is King. What is community? It's a, uni a unified body of individuals who have something in common. Community, if you break it down, it's common unity where people build relationships through something in common. We all love community. We even have online communities. And communities are usually marked by something in common. It could be a common interest. It could be something that marks a particular race group. It could be uh, something uh, that has to do with values, something to do with cultures and belief systems. We've all been studying Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy and Exodus, essentially, it's about re-establishing the community of God, the people of Israel. However, for many, many years, because they were in slavery, Egypt became their commonality. And you can imagine how that has influenced their state, their mental state, their oppression, the suffering, the pain, their mental anguish. They were in Egypt for 430 years. We're talking about at least 10 generations of oppression. 
Everything from the Egyptians was programmed into them. Everything they believed, values, lifestyles, cultures would be influenced by the Egyptians. And they saw it all. They saw the 10 plagues. They saw disease struck a community. They saw the Egyptians firstborn die. A bit like us in the last two years. We saw a pandemic and we saw how that affected even our own state. How the fear, the, just, just the oppression of, of the whole pandemic and just limiting our movement and, and, and limiting us, even the way we think and changing our perspectives. Imagine the Israelites, the spiritual condition and the mess that they were in. And as God was taking them out, He wasn't just taking them out, He had to re-establish Himself as God. He had to re-establish His covenant again and remind them. That's what Pastor Chu said last week. Remember, be careful. The reason why is because He wanted to get Egypt out of them. Exodus 6 verse 7, I will take you as my own people and I will be your God. My own people, he says. My own community. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. He had to give them commandments and regulations. He had to renew old mindsets, reestablish his ways, belief systems, values, teach them to love him, not to murder, steal, lie. He had to reestablish his covenant. It was detailed. And the enemy has tried to steal our ability to connect in the same way with God and with others. And I hear about people from other churches who have dropped out, fell away from God, it grieves me. The enemy has messed with the church. Whatever our Egypt was, we need to reclaim back what belongs to us. Somebody say amen. Amen. We need to come back to God's ways again. We need to come back to how He wants us to love Him and love God. We need to align. And I declare today there will be a spiritual alignment to the purposes He has for our church. Amen. We need a Christ-centered community. Not just fight together, but fight for community again. 1 Corinthians 12, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part, the parts we mention and the parts we don't, the parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. This is from the Message Bible. I love this translation. You are Christ's body. This is who you are and we cannot forget this. Only if we accept our part in the body does our part mean anything. And community is extremely important. Community with Christ at the centre. A kingdom community is marked with His presence. It's marked with His love. It's marked with His power. I remember we were in um, New York City 
a few years back, my husband and I, and we went to a few churches, we were visiting a few churches, and I mean, we like doing that because we want to get the experience, we want to know what God is doing in other nations. And, um, and every church has uh, a security system where you've got to put your bags through, you know, these huge security gates, you know, to check whether you have weapons in your bag and things like that. And, and the minute you walk into these churches, you can sense the spirit of the people. And so there are a couple of churches who are, when you walk in there and you can feel that, whoa, you know, all this security stuff is already so imposing. I mean, at least, you know, when you walk through the car park here in SIBKL, hi, good morning. <laughs> but there is like, hi, good morning. Can I have your back, please? And then you check through, it's so imposing. And we were like, whoa, okay, that, that, that hinders it a little bit. That puts a few doors up few walls up, I mean. And so we went to this particular church finally, one of the weeks, and, um, and this church, whoa, even with the imposing security gates, the minute you walk through the door, hi, good morning, can I have your bag, please? I'm like, oh, can I, is it okay, dear, if I check your bag? <laughs> and you can feel the love the love just come through the people and every single one of them. I'm not kidding. We felt so loved. And I haven't even started service yet. Right from when the beginning, right through as we walk into the seat and people were making sure we were okay. And I'm telling you, it wasn't just ushers. It wasn't just the people who were on duty. It was everybody. Once you sit down, right, the members around, right? Hi, dear. How are you? Where are you from? And I was, wow, praise the Lord. And so, SIBKL, when people walk into this church or into your CGs or in the communities that you have, what do they feel? What do they sense? But I could see a distinct difference between that church and every other church in New York City. And it's nothing to do with what the pastors did. I mean, of course, these are things that are important. Worship is great. You know, all these things are great. But it's the people that were marked with Jesus. Because Jesus Christ has to be our commonality. Jesus Christ. All of us can be different, but we have the same Jesus. My husband and I, we have a Christ-centered marriage. We are two totally different people. We love each other. Sometimes we hate each other a little bit. <laughs> but Jesus Christ is our commonality. Jesus Christ makes me compromise and say sorry, even when I'm not wrong. Colossians 1 verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Everything is fulfilled in a person of Jesus Christ. Everything is fulfilled, manifested. Everything comes together and has to come together 
because of Jesus Christ. He is the glue. He is the head. He is the strength. He's our eternal covenant. And the enemy is out to dismember the body, create division. We become divided or disconnected when we lose connection to the head. Jesus too had his community, his disciples. He called his disciples friends. He did life with them. He journeyed with them. He ate and drank with them. He did the word together with them. He was the glue that kept them together. The disciples studied together. They healed the sick together. They preached the gospel. They casted out demons. They experienced breakthroughs and experienced powerful miracles together. They were a community marked with the presence of Jesus, literal presence of Jesus, and the love and His power. You see, God wants to grow us all in the soil of community. Who we do life with matters. The scripture says, bad company corrupts good character. We need to surround ourselves with people that matter. Christ-centered community is part of God's plan to grow strong roots in our heart and move you towards our destiny and our future. There is a difference between a normal community and a Christ-centered community. One doesn't have Jesus. One has Jesus. One is usually about me. One is about Him and it's about others. Who has dominant influence over your life? When Christ becomes stronger inside of you, we begin to affect the people around us. And that is why it is important we surround ourselves with good people. We surround ourselves with people who will call out the best out of us. Because not all community is Christ-centered community. Even in church, doesn't mean you're in community, means you're in Christ-centered community. Not all unity is from God, and I'm going to show you. Tower of Babel. We often hear that, that unity in God commands a blessing. But in the Tower of Babel, there was unity too. They had a common language. They all spoke the same language. They had a common goal. They said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. You see, we could all be gathered in this room right now, but we are not necessarily united. We could have our gatherings, even in church, but not necessarily be united. For them, in the Tower of Babel, the motivation of this unity was to build a name for themselves. It was not for God, it was for themselves. They had a fear of being separated. They didn't want to be scattered. They had a fear of losing fellowship. They didn't have unity with God. Anything that doesn't have God uniting us is wicked and evil. Because only God is good. God is the source of all goodness. The people had pride. And they believed they could make a way to heaven without God. A unity that commands a blessing has to have God involved. Amen. Sometimes we bring the ways of the world to the church 
and worldly culture becomes a dominant culture. I really want to encourage you all to listen to the message by my husband yesterday about kingdom culture and how that affects us, affects how we perceive, affects how we hear, affects how we respond in behaviour. We need to check what is the dominant culture inside of us. Is it Christ-centred culture? Because then we can affect the world around us. Amen? Amen. We need to be able to discern what is of God and what it isn't. God wants to put people in our lives who will journey with you, build you, nurture you, care for you, so that you grow in godliness. Our growth as believers only happens in the context of community. As I said, God wants to rebuild community, Christ-centered community back into the church again. When we are in community, four things. We grow in purpose. We are protected. We have courage and strength and we grow in love. When we are in community, we grow in purpose. Let's talk about that. We are to know Him and make Him known. To be made in His image and to multiply His image. In the garden, Adam and Eve was one with God. Oneness with Him is God's desire. But what happened in the garden? Adam and Eve were separated from God. But they weren't only separated from God, they were separated from purpose. The reason why they were created. The enemy brought division to the most holy, the most beautiful, the most powerful communion. Aka community. Their purpose to be with God and to increase and be fruitful in number. John 17 says, I have given them the glory that you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. I would like to propose the main objective of a Christ-centered community is not mainly belonging. It is growing in the purposes of God. Let me explain. In a football team, I know many of us here, you like football. In a football team, you know, especially the ones that, you know, are playing in, in the Olympics or in huge, or in huge um, games, these football players come from everywhere. They come from here, that state. They come from that country, this country. They come from everywhere. They don't even know each other. So when they're brought together, what is their purpose? To win goals. Do they know each other? No. Do they even like each other? We don't know. They may not even like each other. But they are bound together by a purpose, to win goals. And what happens? They begin to go through the journey. They win and they lose together. They cry. They laugh. They rejoice and relationships begin to be formed as they journey together as a community. 
In the same way, Jesus Christ, when He brought His disciples together, they didn't know each other. Jesus went, you, follow me. You, follow me. You, follow me. One is a Ma Yu Lo. One is tax collector from Coopers. <laughs> I mean, one is a doctor. They come from all these different lives and they come together with one purpose and it is to follow Jesus. They were bound by purpose. Now listen, don't get me wrong, belonging is important. And ultimately, God wants us to belong to His family. We are His children. But it may not necessarily be what comes first. Purpose brings us together. And we all need purpose. We are called to influence. Somebody say amen. A Christ-centered community is driven by purpose. Corinthians 5, For Christ's love compels us and He died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. I don't live for me. I live for the one who loved me and died for me. And He has called me to lay my life down for others. His purposes move me from me to others' focus. Purpose. When we are in community, we are protected. We are protected. In every battle, we need to know the enemy's strategy. It's very simple. It is separation and isolation. I want to show you this picture. I love watching documentaries. And um, if you all know how herds are, you know, I, I just love that whole visual of a herd of buffalo just running together. And let me tell you how the predators move. They don't go for the people in the herd. They always go for that one buffalo who is super blur. <laughs> and it's like, he doesn't even know where he is. He's in a world of his own. And he's not running with the rest of the pack. He's separated from the pack. And they all go for him. They always go for the one separated and isolated from the pack. And interestingly, all five of the predators went for one buffalo. And here I want to emphasize the importance of us sticking together in Christ. Being united by His Spirit. Because if we are in a world of our own and in the past two years in a pandemic, many of us were isolated. Many of us were kept away. And, and I remember my husband and I, we were just fighting. We were not just fighting together because it was impossible together. MC Omar. We were fighting for connection. We had just become a church plant and we were thrown into a pandemic. How to grow a church? But we were fighting for connection. We were fighting for community. We were fighting to be together. And the ones who deliberately isolate and separate themselves away, even though we pursue them relentlessly, they become food for the predators. 
The enemy messes with their mind, messes with their spirit. They, they watch online all day, watch all kinds of things, all kinds of things go into their minds and into their hearts. All kinds of, you name it lah, SOP lah, pandemic news lah, you know, and then you get like 10,000 messages, you know, on your phone. <laughs> Every day you're bombarded with all these things. They become food for the predators and they become consumed with fear. They become consumed with all kinds of things that is not God. We need to fight for community. Because in community, we are protected. Community is not meant to protect so we can hide. We keep the enemy away together when we can gain the wisdom of Christ. Because you can still be in this crowd, be part of this group, but your heart can still be separated and isolated. Moving towards community destroys the power of shame and offence. There is safety in community. Proverbs 11 verse 14, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counsellors, there is safety. There is safety because we access the wisdom of community when we are surrounded by like-minded, Christ-like people, when we are surrounded by leaders who will speak into our lives and keep us, keep us connected, keep us accountable so that we don't make decisions our own way, on our own terms. When we are in community, we have courage and we have strength. Romans 1, verse 11, verse 12. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. One of the main battles for Christians is discouragement. Discouragement. We need courage. All of us need courage. We need encouragement because it is oxygen for our soul. But when we are not with people, when we are not connected, and church, I am calling for deep connection. I'm not just calling for us to just come together, we just attend service and we just spectate. No, I'm calling. Or God is calling us all to deep connection with Him and with others. He wants engagement. Don't dis disconnect from courage. He wants to give you courage to walk towards your destiny and your calling. And when we are surrounded by people who can give us that, we begin to move and we keep moving towards our calling and our destiny. Don't just surround yourself with people who will only make you feel good about yourself. Surround you, yourself with people who will challenge you towards Jesus Christ, who will, who, will, who will force you to become a better version of yourself. I don't ever want to stay. I don't want to be stagnant. I want my life to move. I want my life to be dynamic in Jesus Christ. Don't disconnect from courage. 
When we disconnect from community, we disconnect from the strength of God. And finally, and I'm going to call the worship team up. When we are in community, we grow in love. We grow in love. In 1 Peter 5 verse 5, it says, All of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. You see, God is teaching us to learn to submit, to learn to serve and to submit to others. And we grow in love when we serve one another and we serve together. Church is not an organization. It's the bride of Christ. Church is kingdom, family. Today, in some way or rather, when you walked into this church, you experienced somebody laying their lives down for you. Whether it was at the car park, whether when you walked through the lift and you saw somebody smile at you, or somebody, you know, somebody just shaking hands with you and you're just walking through and somebody leading you to your seat. Whether you're part of the worship team or you're part of the sound team or you're part of, you know, whatever capacity that you are serving today, these are people who love you and they are learning to love you. What if just like that church in New York City that we went to, that when people come in, it wasn't just these people. Although we're so thankful for them. You see, God will always challenge our capacity to love. He wants us to mature in love. Imagine this church as we come together marked with the presence of God, the love of God and the power of God experience Jesus through your life because you laid yourself down. You were willing to lay yourself down and just say hello to somebody. Hi, welcome home. Welcome to church. To come with a mindset of today, I want to be a blessing to somebody rather than, you know what? Yeah, today I'm just going to come and receive. No, we are here to be living sacrifices. We're here to serve. Serve together and serve one another. But I, I don't want all this fuss. Lah. I just want to come to church. After that, I want to go eat lunch. But if God truly wants to challenge our capacity to love, then we have to understand the principle of serving together, serving one another. Loving one another. We learned in the scriptures to love our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. And then the, and it goes on to say, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. The second is like it. Which means loving your neighbor is equivalent to us loving God. It's equivalent. We cannot say we love God but don't love our neighbour. It doesn't happen that way. 
some of you are going, yeah, I don't want all this fuss, you know. I just want to come to church. I just want to do the thing and then go out. Maybe you've even gone through disappointment in church. Maybe you don't want to get too involved because you're afraid that maybe somebody will offend you or somebody will reject you. Can I say this? Church, which is us, is a connection point for broken people who are trying to figure out how to love and how to be loved. Church is not supposed to be a perfect place. If we understand this and we posture ourselves in this way and saying, I lay my life down. I'm here to learn. If we're willing to forgive one another and say, I lay my life down. I'm here to learn from you. I'm, I'm here to learn how to love and I'm also here how to learn how to be loved. Because some of, some of us here don't even know what it means to be loved by God. Of course, you, you, we might experience somebody stepping on our toes. I've been in this church for 22 years. In SIBKL, I, I started back then when I was back in CP Tower, when we were about 250. And then we went to two services, became 500 people. And you know how I came to church? I was going, I was checking out lots of churches in town and I came into SIBKL. And what set this church apart from every other church was the people. Were the other churches good? Very good. The worship, very good. The, 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 the songs, very good. The pastor preached very well. But when I came in, the people came to talk to me. They served me food. They gave me coffee and they talked to me. They were getting to know me and I could feel the spirit of the people. And when I think about it, I feel like crying because I'm so thankful to be in this church. I'm so thankful that we can be a people of God that even right from the beginning, God said to SIBKL, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are set apart. You're a kingdom community, a Christ-centered community, marked with love, armed with love, armed with the presence of God, the power of God. I can promise you most of you were here because somebody loves you enough. It wasn't because the worship was good, even though the worship is very good. It's true. Somebody loved you. Somebody said hello to you. Somebody took an interest in your life. Somebody was not self-centered. Somebody looked at you and called out something from your life. You can't explain it, but you know it was because of connection. And we need to be that church again. Let's allow God to get Egypt out of us. Let's be a church. Let's learn to lay down our lives. Let's open CG again. Somebody say amen.
open our homes. Life Gen got not enough homes <laughs> to meet in. The other day, my mom, I came back home. She had her first cell after I don't know how long. She came, she, she, she had a first cell. They came together and they had sushi cake, wu tao go. And I tell you, when I came back, my mom was like, oh, you really need to eat this sushi cake. I'm like, sushi cake? I mean, I've had sushi, but sushi cake? I ate the sushi cake and I can feel the love in the sushi cake. We need to have the aunties rise up again. We need to have you all coming, you know, just being a community of love. Let's not just leave it to the frontliners. Let's be a community again. And by the way, we can't do it effectively if we don't meet physically. Let's not allow the pandemic to determine our momentum anymore. Let's let Christ-centered community, Christ to determine our momentum. Somebody say, Amen. Let's just say this scripture together. 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you, let's do one, two, three. But you are a chosen people. No, you know what? Let's change it to we. One, two, three. But we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that we may declare the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. Hallelujah! Amen. I'm going to invite my husband up because we're going to do communion together in the spirit of family. We're going to eat and drink with Jesus. So why don't you all start just ripping up your communion packs first while we prepare ourselves. Amen. As you're doing that, uh, for those who don't know, my name's Michael, one of the pastors for LifeGen as well, and this is my beautiful wife. The message was so amazing. I, I'm biased, but I think the message was amazing. And one of the things, yeah, let's keep all glory to God. One of the things I want to tell you guys, I just felt like led to say, before we got married, we were in a long distance for seven years. And during those seven years, I would come and visit her. And one of the reasons why we decided to settle in Malaysia was because of how loving the SIB family was when I was here. Every time when I came for holiday, only two or three weeks, and I could really feel God's love. And at that time, it was still CP Tower. So I'm one of those who went to CP Tower as well. But as a visitor, not being in church as long as Tabby. And I feel like it's so good that we are doing Holy Communion at this moment, after we hear about what is community, 
what is the commonality. That is why Holy Communion, first of all, is holy, is set apart. It's because God is holy. And secondly, it's communion because of, it's based on community. And if you really want to know when Jesus prayed, a lot of times we, the disciples asked him, how do you pray? How do you teach us how to pray? He told them the Lord's Prayer. But it is John 17 that really Jesus' heart for the people and why he came. He said, just as I am one with you, Father, let them be one. Community was God designed from the very beginning. It was stolen away when Adam and Eve sinned. It was stolen. Community was taken away. Heaven and earth were separated. God and man were separated. And how could God bring us back? He had a plan. And his name was Jesus. Jesus, although he was God, he humbled himself, came down to earth as a baby so that we can once again have community with him. That is how beautiful Jesus is. And I want to say a lot of things when we do as Christians, as people of God, we are physical, we are a spiritual being inside a physical body. And a lot of things are spiritual in nature. When we pray, when we declare, it's all the invisible. But there's one thing that we do that is visible and that is Holy Communion. It's a physical bread, physical juice. Why? Because we need to remember Jesus came physically. 2,000 years ago, He came down to earth as a physical being. God inside this physical being. And we need to remember the reason why. It was all about unity and community with Him once again. Taking us back to how it should have been. And so as we take this, remember you are a spiritual being. And when you take this, although it seems like a physical act, but nothing is physical when it comes to us as children of God. Because God is spirit. God is love. And as we do this together, this was God's prayer. This was Jesus' prayer. Let them be one. And let them be one with us. He wanted us back in connection with the Father. So right now, let us as a church, as children of God, people of God, lovers of Jesus, let us just remember what Jesus did. The night he was betrayed, Passover, he took this and he said, this is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. So as a family, let us just take this together in remembrance of Jesus coming as a baby boy growing up the purpose to bring salvation to mankind once again to bring us back into community with God and before we do this I want to say if any of you feel like God doesn't really love you that's a lie of the enemy because he sent his own son motivated by love to die on the cross for you 
it is up to you to just receive his love. So we're going to take this together in remembrance of his body that was broken for us. Amen. Let's do this together. And on the same night, the night he was betrayed, he took wine and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you. It is the blood that cleanses us. It is the blood that has set us free from sin and death. It is the blood that has made us righteous. We are now righteous before God. Now we can come to God freely, boldly, courageously. Let us come to His throne of grace and mercy in boldness to receive mercy and be given grace. And you can do that, not because of your works, but because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Let us remember the covenant that He has set for us and given us. We are set free completely. Let's do this together as a family. And some of you, you are gonna be stirred again in your spirit because God is spirit and God is here. He's not just here amongst us. He's living inside every single one of us. Let us understand how much He loves us. Father Lord, I thank You Lord for Your body and Your blood. I thank You Lord that we now have complete union with You. Help us to truly fulfill the prayer that you pray that we'll be one with you and one with one another. Help us to truly love each other just as you have loved us. Help us to really receive the love that only comes from you. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. 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 We're going to close in a bit. But before that, if there's anyone here, you've heard the message today. Today, I want to invite you to be part of Christ's family. Maybe you're not part of Christ's family. You don't know Jesus. I want to invite you to a loving relationship, a loving community with Christ Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. If you have not received Jesus before, I want to open this invitation for anyone to receive Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. Is there anyone here? Anybody here? You can just put your hand up high for me to see so I can just pray for you. Is there anyone? Amen. Anybody? Praise the Lord. Amen. The other group of people that I feel very led to pray for today, I want to invite those who have, you feel you have lost connection with Christ as the head. Maybe the past two years, recent events have caused you to be separated, disconnected, maybe even isolated. Maybe you are plagued by fear. Maybe you've been so lonely, so distracted. And today, 
you want to be in connection with God again. He's calling you to come home. You may have been hurt or frustrated, annoyed by community, but you must make a deliberate choice to stay in it. Protect your heart. You don't want to get tied up in the wrong type of community or the wrong type of relationships. Don't waste your time any longer. Come back to Jesus. Come back home. The Holy Spirit is wanting to bring reconciliation in families again. If that is you, just raise your hands to the Lord. You've been crying out. There's been separation, maybe even some fights, brokenness in the family. Will you just raise your hands to Jesus? Holy Spirit, bring your love into these families. Bring your love and your life again, Lord. Revive these families, Father. Jesus, it is the backbone of our nation, of our society, Lord. Let love and forgiveness fill these families again. In Jesus' name, I feel like there's a powerful ministry of family, an unprecedented one that's going to come out of SIBKL like never before. I'm declaring it and I'm decreeing it. There's an anointing. Families will preach the gospel to families and many families will be saved. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just feeling some of you have been very disappointed with God because of finance. There's been financial disruption in the family. Holy Spirit, if that is you, just raise your hands to the Lord. Just raise your hands to the Lord. Father, your mercy, your providence, Father God, over these families, over these individuals, Lord. Father, we want to break, Father God, every poverty in the name of Jesus and every poverty mindset in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak your providence and your love over them. Father, you are a God that provides. We will not lack anything because you are the head of this church. You are the head of your people. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the head of this family. Holy Spirit. I'm seeing a vision of many miracles, signs and wonders happening in connect groups, in cell groups. The kingdom community is marked with love, is marked with His presence and His power. You will pray for the sick. You will pray for those who are broken. And as you pray for them, chains will be set free in the name of Jesus. In the cell groups, gifts will arise. Destinies will re-emerge again as we move each other towards the calling that we have in Jesus Christ. Amen.
Let's bring Christ's love. Let's carry Christ's love as a church again. Somebody say hello to your neighbour that you don't even know. Say hello. <laughs> I love you. I love you. A bit weird, but it's true. They really do love you. Amen. You know why? Because Christ's love compels us. Let's not be like the world. Who cares if you're weird? We've got love. That's what counts. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's praise Jesus. Amen. What a privilege it is to gather together as a family of Christ. Let's keep gathering. Let's keep coming back to church physically. For those of you who are online, if you need prayer, the link is below. You can scan the QR code. Please stay connected. And online crowd, come to church. Amen. Come to church. Amen. Have a wonderful time. Eat together. Drink together. Whether as a CG, whether as a family, definitely as a community. And may Christ be the centre of it all. God bless you. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church.